tonight we have a new guest. Every guest is new, and uh, this one is uh, Bruno. Uh, Bruno, who the fuck are you? I, I love your uh, your your language. You know? <laughs> I'm the same. My name is Bruno. I'm Bruno Mazzini. I'm a Peruvian. Italian, I guess. I have an Italian passport. Moni was just telling me that I have rights here. I do. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a, a business student slash intern and uh, by day and comedian by night and by heart, I guess. That's that's my, my real thing, what I'm trying to do with my life. So you are like a business guy, you are not a, an engineer? No, no, no. no. Uh, what I, kind of business do you do? Right now, I'm working at a deli food delivery company. Uh, what kind of food do you deliver? Groceries. Oh, okay. Then yeah. one of the two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You need to keep it generic, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's. I. I think I told you before. It's not. It's not a, a long-term plan. You know, uh -huh. I. I would burn out, and I would need the. <laughs> need need some sick leave. You you are already like I haven't started a job already. Uh, you already planning for your burnout. Yeah, I'm 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 you know I'm setting the the stage, mm -hmm. getting everyone mentally prepared for mm -hmm. when I I like go into the office and like just mm -hmm. break a table or something. I I don't think you should communicate now before you get a permanent contract because now you are just <laughs> warning everyone to not hire you. True true true. Uh, this was a joke. I am comedian, <laughs> and anything that is bad for my CV is a joke, uh -huh. and should should be taken as such. And uh, what did you study? Uh, I studied business for my bachelor's, and then now I'm doing a master's in strategy and international management. What do you like your study? Yes and no. Like I've lost uh, the 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 interest in the academic study of mm. business. Like, Did you like it from the first place? No, fuck no. At the beginning, <laughs> you lost. The, you were like, I lost the interest. Then you turns out you never liked it. No, no, no. I never liked the the way it was taught business mm -hmm. because I think it's super practical. Mm -hmm. I'm still interested. You know, I'm still interested in how to organize things and like create create value for people. Mm -hmm. You know, because in the end. I see business as one person can never do what a big group of people do, right? Mm -hmm. it's, that's just it. Business is an organization with the purpose mm -hmm. of making money, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't, like, when I was studying it and, and uh, I mean, my master's was a lot better than my bachelor's in terms of how interesting the classes were. But in reality, I could tell that that I wasn't passionate about it, you know? I, I, I also studied business. I've... I think there are lots of lost souls there. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they don't know what they like in life, so it's just so easy to study business. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the the old reliable in 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 South America at least. Is I don't know what to do, mm -hmm. just business, and then you then you're like okay, consulting or finance, mm -hmm. and then you're like fuck it, I'm forty and I hate my life. You know? <laughs> and how old are you? Twenty four. So do you already hate your life? I'm actually fucking happy. Like really? Yeah, okay. I am. I'm sad, but I'm happy. Like, uh, I found comedy, you know, and mm -hmm. and I can't complain. And it's hard because like, uh, I went back to therapy recently, and I was telling my 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 psychologist about it, and he was like, "So you're working two jobs?" And I was like, "Basically, you know, like, I mean." If you want to be good and you want to get better at comedy, you have to do as many mics as possible. Uh, and then you have to write and then you have to rehearse and then you have to to stay until later talk to comedians watch them as well it has helped me a lot like watching other comedians helps me a lot and then you have the buzz or at least me personally i have like i get a, a lot of en energy from socializing with people that i find interesting so then even if i leave a show at 10:30 i can't sleep until 1am so it's like I, I, I'm working from nine to six, maybe a little bit later, then writing, then rehearsing, then shows until like 1 a.m., go to sleep and do it all over again. So it's, I'm exhausted, like I'm very, very tired, but I'm happy because otherwise, like what was plan B, you know? Staying with, with business, something that, that uh, every time I looked at my future, I was like, 
fuck, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might kill myself. <laughs> Not really, but maybe, you know. I, I I used to have this joke that I told told my mom like n- not like a joke joke but just something that I would say I would be like she would be like Bruno you're so making the family so proud and blah 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 you're gonna be so so successful and I would be like mom I'm this close to just quitting everything and going selling bracelets to some random beach you know <laughs> just begging for money or something like that at the beach and smoking weed all day and. Uh, I found comedy, so now I don't have to to sell bracelets at the beach. But uh, probably you still need. You still, I still yeah, need to do. Yeah, because it's comedy. Like, how much yeah. money do you expect? Uh, I don't know. I think business has made me see it. Business and being a minimalist has made me think that I can survive from this. In a medium term, mm-hmm. like I think. I think if you enjoy what you do, you don't need to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. because your job is fun basically and at least now I feel like every time I go to a gig I'm having so much fun even if the comedians that are there I don't find that funny I just laugh at them not being funny so so I, I don't know I enjoy it and then I'm like okay if I if I stick to what I need I can spend like a thousand or 900 even a little less if I can find better rent, but it's Berlin so I can never rely on that So if I spend a thousand a month That's 250 a week that I need to make off of gigs And I think if you host three or four gigs a week You can make that depending on on how well you do it's way more than that if you host three more four of them Yeah per per week, of course, it's more than yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, but then that's what I'm saying. Like, all you need to do is that Mm -hmm. and then you can survive. And you're surviving, right? Mm -hmm. But that allows you to focus 100% on comedy. And that's my goal. Like, I think as soon as I can do it 100%, and I mean, it's going to be gradual, right? It's not Mm going to be tomorrow I do 100% comedy. But like, the more time I can put into it, the more energy I can put into it, the more I can write the more I can experiment without the fear of, of getting fired, you know? Like right now, for example, I don't, I don't think I would put out anything on YouTube or things like that. Like, and promote it too much because it, it, it feels like I, I, I still need a, a corporate job with the, with, the, with the people, the regular people, you know, the, the, the non-weirdos of this world. But once I quit, I feel like I can fully embrace my... my uh, sexuality. My sexuality, you know. Mm-hmm. I can come out as a sophili- sophiliac. Sophiliac? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. You were talking about the one to have sex with my dogs. No, 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 no. Context, context. I was in the elevator and Moni accused me of wanting to fuck her dog. Which is very cute, by the way, but not like that, you know. I'm in a relationship. With a... Uh, Dog? <laughs> with a person. Okay, okay. So, yeah. uh, so what's uh, your mental issues? <laughs> All of them. No, uh, fuck. Insecurity, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, insecurity. Uh, judging myself too much. I, I don't have too many good terms for this, I guess. Uh, I mean, intense, I guess it was more when I was a kid. I think I've, I've gotten a handle... Uh, in the last five six years when I was a kid I was fucked fucked up like uh, I don't remember anything I think I told you this before but I don't remember anything chronologically at least from when I was like six to when I was 11 like the, I, I don't I don't know what happened when and I was just like feeling like shit all the time because oh, how, how come as a, a child that you were feeling shit I was bullied in school uh, and at home. Where were you? In Peru. In Peru. Okay. Uh, my sister was also having her own issues, and she mm-hmm. was taking them out on me pretty mm-hmm. intensely. Uh, by now, we have like aired it out, and we get along super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back then, uh, no, like I would just come home to Bruno. You're a piece of shit, mm-hmm. Bruno. Nobody likes you, Bruno. You're stupid. Oh, uh, how how old were her? Two years older than me, mm-hmm. so. When I was six, she was eight, mm-hmm. and continuing with that. So of course I believed her. Like, of, like I, I would, uh, 
just here I'm stupid and she was right <laughs> no but like she was she was smart and she was dedicated in school which back then was the only measure I guess and I was too you know but she was she was doing better than me mm -hmm. so I would always take it with like a, oh maybe it's true mm -hmm. and that that kind of fucked with me a lot then I I didn't really learn how to interact with people I mean mm -hmm. not all the blame is in my sister I was also just mm -hmm. a socially awkward person I guess mm -hmm. but uh, yeah I was I just spent a lot of time not knowing how to talk to people without uh, without trying to be funny actually mm -hmm. that was the, my first uh, approach to comedy like hey guys like me please <laughs> I mm -hmm. guess uh, because I don't know I liked comedian so much and mm. then I was like fuck it I'll be funny and then people maybe I have a friend or two you know hopefully and it didn't work out mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I switched schools when I was like 12 I guess yeah maybe 12 uh, it got a little better in the new school but I still didn't know how to interact so it, it, it went really quickly from oh look this this kid is new and he's nice to what the fuck Bruno keeps uh keeps fucking up or keeps uh, saying things he shouldn't say or, or whatever and uh, yeah that was also rough but then I, I mean I had gone to therapy my whole life kind of but you mean your whole life you mean from when from I don't remember from like again th those times in my life are a bit of a blur mm -hmm. but like I guess on and off since I was like eight wow yeah my mom was super progressive about that and wow. super nice yeah uh, but it didn't really help at the beginning. I, I think it started helping more when I do, did it 13, 14. And uh, I became, I got my first epileptic attack at 13 as well. And uh, it's, it, it's not something that happened often. It happened like three times a year or something back then. That's not often? No, there's some uh. kids that, that have like five a week, ten a week or something wow. like that. They, they, die, they end up dying from taking so many pills. Yeah. It's really bad, yeah. But anyway, for me it was fine and now it doesn't happen almost at all. It happens like, I don't know, last one was like five years ago and before that four years. So by now it's fine. But like combining puberty, learning how to feel normal and mm -hmm. not feeling normal because now I have seizures mm -hmm. uh, was, was really not a, not a good combination for my puberty, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that... Those were the worst times, I guess. And back then, I really was chasing normality, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be a, a person, you know. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel like I didn't, couldn't, like, everything I did wasn't wrong. Which mm -hmm. is kind of a, a constant, I guess, that I still fight, right? Because I'm, when I do comedy, I was telling you before as well, I always feel like it has to go well and I put that pressure on myself. And in a way, it's because I feel like I'm going to get judged if it's not great. Which no is, one cares about it. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. I'm not even memorable. I, I'm trying to write this joke about a guy from my work that went to, a, went to one of my shows. And, and uh, when he told me, I was like, fuck, this guy is going to be like mad at something I said. Because I say some shit that probably is not work appropriate. Not that bad, but not work appropriate. And then he, he was like, hey, I remember that you said you look Egyptian and I'm Egyptian. So I thought that was funny. So the only thing he remembered of my set was this random comment about my, my face mm -hmm. and not any of my jokes. And I was like, damn, I'm, I'm too, too boring to get canceled mm -hmm. right now. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to deal with that, I guess, still, but to a lesser extent, you know, like mm -hmm. I think that... A idea of normality was what pushed me to business as well mm -hmm. like I was like fuck it business is objective I did find it interesting mm -hmm. but objectively is like something that that you are either successful at or not right um, mm -hmm. so I was like fuck it let's just go do business which works and I can get good grades and go to a good company and then I'll be a regular functional person <laughs> But then I realized I'm not fucking a regular person. I, I'm very anti-regularity. Mm. So that... In a way, it worked out, you know, because I went to business schools. I got good grades. I, uh, 
I, I felt comfortable with myself, comfortable enough to say I don't like this enough to do it with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I started learning how to interact with people. And that's why I say that now my mental state is a lot better mm -hmm. because I feel like I can function, you know, for, mm -hmm. for a lot of my life, I felt like I was very, very close to just like dying. <laughs> Since when you start to fear you can function? Um, I would say sec second or third year of, of university, maybe mm -hmm. in, in Peru, the bachelor's last five years, six sometimes, because we do a lot of internships while we study. We mm -hmm. like take classes at seven in the morning mm -hmm. and at 7 p.m. and in between we go to work. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh, I would say when I went on exchange for the first time, I went to Portugal and that helped out a lot. Because I, I don't know, I was getting good grades at university. I was making friends, uh, but then I went on exchange and I met people from like very different, uh, very different places with the very different mindsets. And I felt like, like I was understood by very different people from very different parts of the world. And they, they didn't really have this competitive mentality that they, they had in Peru. And I was like, fuck it, it's, it's okay to not be number one at everything. And, and then I realized that I was functional because I think I was before. I just didn't notice it, right? Like I, I had been doing well at a lot of things. I just couldn't, couldn't uh, accept it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think to a certain extent, I still don't, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, but it's better. Uh, yeah, but when I was on exchange, I, I I just enjoyed my life and I did what I had to do and I didn't over like push myself unnecessarily and things still turned out all right. Like I was uh, going out every day and like chilling with friends and, and like having coffee and conversations after class instead of like studying, studying, studying. Mm -hmm. And I still did well, like not crazy well, but, but well enough in class. So I was like, fuck, I, I can, I can handle life. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a person and, uh, <laughs> are you, <laughs> I think so. I hope <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you said that you, uh, when you were younger, you wanted to be normal. Um, how, what you make you feel you were not normal back then? Yeah. I felt like everything I did was wrong. Like ev everything, everything. I did like from talking to people to 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 doing well in an exam but not perfect mm -hmm. was was not enough you know it was it was a, a disappointment to someone or, mm -hmm. or just a nuisance to anyone is it uh, people around you telling you you are wrong or is you feel this way I mean my sister definitely reminded me constantly mm -hmm. I think my 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 dad was also very uh excellence driven i guess achievement mm -hmm. driven mm -hmm. and uh like he would always be like when i got good grades yeah bruno got good grades mm -hmm. next time a little better haha mm -hmm. i guess he was trying to motivate me but mm -hmm. but uh it didn't work mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then people from school also telling me that i was doing wrong just every mm -hmm. time i talked and mm -hmm. uh, and then it eventually oh. sticks to you right it, it you, becomes... you mean you uh you talked, uh, you were wrong. Is me you were awkward or you mean awkward? I was trying to be funny and I clearly wasn't. I mm -hmm. was trying, I was just trying to, to have a friend, you know, I mm -hmm. was trying to, to, to make a connection with any single human being mm -hmm. possible and, uh, and it, it wasn't working. Yeah. I, I, I feel it kind of like some sounds like me, uh, in the past, I, I think like for example, uh, I I grew up also with a very low self-esteem, but it's because my family was really uh, underprivileged, um, and uh, I people around me they they are just way more privileged, and I was a fat kid, and um, oh me too. <laughs> uh, my my mechanism was like uh, to be funny, but um, people now. Recall back, I was already like trying to be funny. I trying to do material, 
but at that time like no one knows what I'm doing I didn't know what I was doing and the people will end up being mad at me saying that I'm exaggerating things don't trust me and uh, uh, now thinking back yeah I was exaggerating things because I was trying to be joking like yeah. uh, but uh, uh, in that culture people don't um, don't value the uh, uh, the quality of uh, humor like uh, in China like uh, for being a kid for being a human the one of the best qualities you can have is to be serious like a serious kid oh is a God. good kid and um, so I, I feel it's just lots of combination but uh, one of the uh, reasons that just that environment is not nurturing for personality type like me yeah yeah I mean I would have died in China mm. like I really I I I'm not a serious person at all, and I think I would have fucked that up. But yeah, I I think it's similar. I would say I was privileged for sure compared to most Peruvians, but I was surrounded by even more privileged people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that did make me feel poor at times. When mm. I now I know that it's the stupidest thing I could think because I, I had every opportunity that I needed in my life. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I did feel like like a poor person, like a. a, a I don't know, like, like you, you don't feel useful. And then for me, being funny was a way to try to get attention mm-hmm. because I like, and, and I, I like, I don't like this idea of attention seeking, mm-hmm. like ah, comedians just try to, to, to be the star of the show. Mm-hmm. But, and now when I do comedy, that's not my mindset. But back then, I just didn't have any friends, you know, I didn't have any connection with anyone that I could feel like I could talk to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just looking to make someone smile and be like... When is your first time to be able to make a like a real close friend? Oh, fuck. Good question. Uh, so I had a childhood friend from like the day I was born, basically, mm-hmm. but we never talked too much about deep stuff he just like defended me from my sister sometimes mm-hmm. and we would do a lot of stuff together so uh, disclaimer he might listen to this he was be my first friend but we didn't really talk about deep stuff until a lot later i would say my first friend uh, probably was like around the fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. so i was like 11 12 mm-hmm. and uh, there was this kid on the beach like in the my uncle had a beach house and we would go on on the summers mm-hmm. and this guy uh, he was f- weird as fuck like just super weird super interesting and and uh, he's an artist now he I'm I'm not too sure what he's doing because uh we actually ended up fighting uh but but he was super weird and I could feel I felt like I could say anything with him mm-hmm. and I I just like eventually when I changed high schools, I went to the high school he was in, not because of him, but uh, but it, it definitely was a nice influence to know he was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he would he just was a lot more open to hear my mistakes and to uh, understand that I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was just uh, <laughs> not very good with words sometimes, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, well, I, I think I read a book called Loneliness, like... Um, uh, how loneliness can have a profound impact on one's mental and uh, physical health. I, I feel like um, um, because I was a really a lonely kid, that I was uh, lonely at home, I was lonely at school, and uh, going to school every day was like, if now I would uh, call it a sick day, I will call sick calling sick every day I wouldn't go because it's so stressful and uh, you, you sit there and you don't even exist and um, because of this I think that's one of the reasons I, I feel like I, I cannot be a parent because I would be worried so much for my children uh, might be yeah. lonely at school yeah I feel you. you 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 want to be the perfect parent right and uh, especially when you had a shit childhood and you know uh, what yeah. it's like I was gonna say, uh, it feels worse to be lonely when you're surrounded by people. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're alone, 
and nobody listens to you and nobody pays attention to you, it's because you're alone. Or at least you can tell yourself that. But when you go to school on where, or when you're in your house with your family and you're supposed, supposed to be listened to and supposed to have friends, but you don't, it's, it's even worse. And now I say that smiling because I, I, I think it's funny. Like, it's funny how, how tough it is. Yeah, it is. But I remember... Uh, like going i remember my my hobby for a while was just to go to my room and listen to sad music oh at least you have music <laughs> I, <laughs> fuck my life money i would have died in china i didn't you <laughs> have music you, thank you for surviving because, oh. like i my first friend was in high school like a, okay. like a second year in high school so it was really really late and uh, the the issue was that is that also like a, um, when you are being lonely for too long, you you are out of sync with other people. You don't know how to vibe with people. You don't mm. know how to react. And then the gap become larger and larger. It's really, really hard to fear. Um, and at one point, like uh, if it's not a miracle, really because of luck, it's really hard to find the connection, how to synchronize, how to... Um, uh, yeah, connect with people. It's it's really tough. Yeah, I, I think I forced myself to do that. Like I I I, w I was outgoing, mm -hmm. I guess, and uh, and I wanted to talk to people, so mm. I I failed mm. constantly from when I started. So like, you even keep being rejected. You still try. Yeah, huh? Con like now I now people that meet me now mm -hmm. as I am now, they're like Bruno, you're super social. You can talk to anyone. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, now, you know, but like for the longest time, I was the guy who fucked up when I was saying hello. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I didn't even know how to say hello to a, a person. Then what would you say? I don't know. I would, I would try to make a joke from the start mm -hmm. and it would just be weird. Or I would like talk too much from the beginning mm -hmm. or I would uh, talk like uh, say too personal things too fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm or ask to personal things too fast and then and then not know where the limits like, are. Like, oh, did you have a diarrhea today? Yes. <laughs> but your dog had diarrhea, not you, right? Or both. Uh, were, you, were your assholes in sync? No, know? I asked you, did <laughs> ah. you have diarrhea today? <laughs> okay, I did not, luckily. Oh, okay. But I, I might. The, the, the night is young, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you learn uh, later how to talk with people, make friends? Uh, drinking. <laughs> drinking helped uh, for sure. Uh, I, like in Peru, people start going out and drinking very young. And uh, I did that. So I guess that. So when people are stupid, uh, it's easier to wipe with them. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I was a very uh, horny person. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, and I was fat, mm -hmm. so that didn't help. But I was just hitting on women constantly. How fat were you? I I don't. I would say I weighed like at some point uh, sixty kilos, but I was like one meter. 40 or 1 meter 50 so my peak fatness was at like 15 or something like that so I was really short mm -hmm. and and fat I wasn't like obese or anything but I was I had side side uh, mm -hmm. you know I had the I didn't just have the belly but I had the the whole mm -hmm. the whole thing I had to buy larger shirts than now mm -hmm. when I when I now, they fit me now, basically, and they fit mm -hmm. me large now, the things that I was wearing when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't hit puberty at 14, so I, th that, mm -hmm. that should tell you that I was not attractive, basically. Mm -hmm. Just very unattractive and still insistent on hitting on people. Mm -hmm. And that was also a great part of my failures, just like constantly talking to girls and saying something dumb or trying to say something funny or play it cool which clearly does not work when you're attractive. When you're unattractive, <laughs> it works when you're attractive. I have a friend uh, from back, like, back when we were kids and like, I would, I, we would go to a club and I would dance with a girl and talk to her and like really dance with her. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, she would be like, no, no, no. And then he would be dancing with her friend or something, not say a single word, like barely dance. 
don't even make eye contact and then he would end up hooking up with her and I would be like this hot motherfucker (laughs) but yeah I just had to I don't know I had to I I think I had to feel normal I had to feel like a fucking person that could could do things and and Mm. actually a lot of my my last couple of years have been about now that I feel like I can do anything that I want to do what do I actually want to do, you know? And that's why I feel functional because I, I've, I've like, I've been like, okay, I don't actually like drinking that much, you know? So I've, I've cut down on drinking a lot. Like a lot of my friends think that because I go to bars all the time, I'm, I'm drinking. I, I like most shows, I don't even have a beer. Like I, I have a, a mate or something like that and I, or a soda, whatever. But I just, I'm not that big of a fan of alcohol and, and, and how it makes me feel in the morning so I just don't or I don't know for example for a while as well I thought that I had to take every social commitment in life because otherwise I wouldn't have friends and all the friends that I had could disappear in a day so I didn't know how to say no like I would just go out every time and and go everywhere and do everything but now I'm like I don't want to you know I I want to stay home and watch a movie I want to stay home read a book I want to go to a comedy show, you know, when I just arrived at Berlin, there were a lot of people from my masters that also moved to Berlin. And many times they were like, Bruno, let's go to a bar. And I was like, no, I want to go watch comedy. And, and they were like, like, we're not going to go. And we're, I was like, okay, I can go alone. Mm-hmm. But the me from before wouldn't have the, the balls to say that, you know, because these were the only people that I knew in Berlin when I arrived, basically. I mean, now you're like, fuck them, I have com- comedy. No, but I was like, they know I love them, you know, but, but I like, I need to do what I really want to do. You know, I don't want to like, I did it a couple of times that I didn't go to a show to be with them. And I felt like I wasn't mentally present, you know, so I think, and I think this is more philosophical, less, less about me personally, I guess, but more about how, what my journey has taught me. I think a lot of people do things because they feel like they have to do them. But they don't really have to, you know, they, I, I feel like people have created these whole like rules in their life that I have to do A, I have to do B, I have to do C, otherwise I won't be happy. But they haven't really, they haven't realized that they don't need to do that shit and they can be happy. Like, the, when I see a cat lady, you know, I'm like, this, this, this bitch had the balls to do what she wanted to do with her life. Who's cat lady? Oh, you don't know the, the expression? A cat lady is someone who's like 70 and has 20 cats oh, okay. and, and is not married and mm-hmm. nobody knows what she does for money, but she mm-hmm. just has 20 cats. You know, that's mm-hmm. a stereotype. And everyone thinks of the cat lady as an old, lonely person. And I think about it as a lady likes cats, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Why, why, why limit your cat amount, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... Um, and I don't know, I feel like for many things, uh, people, people put standards on themselves, you know, and I don't know, I, now I see comedy as a, something I really like to do, mm-hmm. and I don't need to make that much money off of it. I hope I do, you know, I fucking wanna, wanna be on Netflix and I wanna have my own uh, Chappelle show. How long have you started a comedy? Since I started, like two months and a half or something. Wow, you fall in love and uh, you are committed quite fast, huh? Yeah, I think so. When I when I know, I know. <laughs> how how did you find uh, out comedy? Uh, I watched Saturday Night Live, Live religiously when I was a kid, like just nonstop, uh, because I didn't have plans on any Saturday night. <laughs> I didn't have friends, so I just watched uh, Saturday Night Live all the time, and then and I loved it. Like I really thought it was super funny. I I would follow the all of the comedy movies that I could and 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 it just I don't know it felt like right to me it felt uh, also it was my first way that I tried to to talk to people so in a way I was always either trying to be funny or being funny like every time then how how did you start to do comedy stand up stand up so I I read a book called the the war of art Mm -hmm. Uh, two years, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I read this book uh, that is basically a, a book that just super short, super practical. I really like it. Basically helps you g- navigate your own thoughts and, and tells you like 
any life worth living is a life where you do what you like to do. And he asks you all sorts of questions like, what would you do if, if the world was empty? If, if there was no single person that you were trying to compare yourself with and be, to be superior to, what would you be doing? And I was like, fuck, I would try to make jokes, but I would have no audience. But still, you know, I realized that I, I liked making other people smile and I liked like expressing myself like that. And I was like, I, I, I need to do stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. And, and but at that point, I was watching a lot of specials. I had uh, a, a bunch of favorite comedians already. And I was like, I need to do this, you know, and then I pandemic, so I couldn't do it. Then I moved to Switzerland to start my master's. Uh, and I did actually two shows in during during my master's because the, the, mm. the town is a 60,000 people town. So it's there were no open mics or anything. But we had like an event for people in my master's. And I just went up there and did a set. I, I I had written down some jokes, but I didn't rehearse them because I was like, fuck it. I'm like, everything I can come up with is too dirty and the faculty is going to be there. <laughs> you know, so I really couldn't. I couldn't do anything clean. And, uh, and then I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then my friend, uh, Florian, uh, he's going to be in Berlin this weekend, probably. So I'll see him there. Uh, or no, he's not. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he, he just got me drunk. He and another friend got me drunk. And then he was like, just do it. And I went up on stage and I did like three, four minutes of, of uh, freestyle comedy, I guess. Uh, and it worked pretty well. Like it, uh, I didn't cross too many lines, I guess. I did cross a couple that I got to uh, talk to afterwards, <laughs> but I did okay. And then I did another set again for at the end at the closing party of my masters, mm -hmm. uh, because after the first year, everyone just goes to different places. And, and then I wrote jokes again, I did not memorize them and I bombed super hard. Like, uh, the room was like, everyone was drunk. People were talking and, uh, I wasn't good enough for a shitty room. You know, I st I'm still not good enough for a shitty room, but, but I just bombed super hard. So I don't know if I could count those, but, but during that time that I couldn't do real stand up. I was still writing and, and being like, okay, I want to be a comedian. I want to be a comedian watching, reading some comedy books, reading some biographies from comedians. And then I got to Berlin and, uh, I was walking to work and I saw a cosmic mm -hmm. because it's like a, a block from my job or two blocks from my job. And I saw cosmic and I went to a couple of gigs and I, I was talking to Dar one night and, uh, he was like, yeah, just sign up, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I met Joey, uh, uh, a comedian from LA. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we vibed, we became really close friends. We were hanging out and then he was like, man, there's a show up to sign up mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Let's mm -hmm. go. It was a uh, terrace. This could get awkward. Mm -hmm. um, and I just went, I wrote a, from Sunday when Joey told me to go. I wrote uh, my first set. I wrote five minutes because I, I kind of ignored all the material that I had written so far because honestly, I, I don't like it. I've reread re it and I don't really like it. I don't know why, but I, I wrote five minutes from scratch from Sunday to Tuesday. I prepared, I went and I did pretty well for a new person, I would say. And I got a lot of support from, from everyone that was there. And I was like, fuck it. I, I love this. Like I really loved the action of doing comedy, the action of writing my, my, my thoughts and venting what I was feeling like, because back then I was feeling a lot of pressure, pressure from work. And I, my whole set was work like five minutes straight of work jokes or work related jokes. And, uh, and I think you could tell that I was very into it and I was very connected to the topic I was talking about. And it felt, so relaxing to be able to say the shit that I had in my mind for so long. And then the people too. I don't know. I like when I, when I'm talking to comedians, I feel like it's, it's so much easier to get along. And I mean, there's still comedians that I, I don't particularly love, you know, I, <laughs> let me start with my list. I'll, I, I'll pull it out, you know, and yeah, there's people I would still probably would, wouldn't be friends with like close friends with. But just like 
as a community, you know, like it just fits my personality better. I think life is about fit. Like not nobody like there's always a, a good fit for a person, you know, like if you're outspoken, you, you might want to look for a job where you, where you need to speak up. If you get energy from people, don't get a fucking office job because you you're at least get a sales job where, where you will where you will talk to people. And as soon as I, I started hanging out with comedians, I felt like I, I, I fit, you know, and, and then it's just been like natural progression, I guess, like, because I was waiting for so long, I really wanted to fucking do it. So when I started, I just signed up to as many mics as I could. And that's what I've been doing so far, like just signing up to everything, going to everything, doing like, it's my priority in life mm -hmm. right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure about it. It's... Have it happened before, like with other stuff? Not really, no. Not like this. Uh... It's it's interesting when I talk with comedians. Like uh, many of them is like, oh, I never liked anything in my life until I found comedy. It's it's true for me, and it's true for many people. It's like like uh, I started comedy when I was twenty eight, twenty seven. Like. I, I saw that this is life. I like, mm. I didn't know I didn't like the things I was doing. Like I thought, oh, this is how it feels like. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you, yeah. when you like something. Like uh, I was trying to persuade myself tr doing mental gymnastics and look at the, the positive stuff. And um, yeah. but uh, once I had a comedy, I'm like, yeah, I. This is it's, it's different. Yeah. 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 yeah I. I mean, I'm only two months and a half into it or something, and I don't want to like also over pressure myself to make it into my life too fast, but it just feels right. It feels so natural. It feels like, I don't know. I went on a trip to Portugal to visit mm -hmm. my girlfriend like last, last week, basically. And still while, while I was talking to her, I was like writing down concepts for jokes and, and like having ideas and just thinking about coming back home and taking the time to develop them into an actual bit, you know? And it just, I don't know, I just, it, it, I don't know, people have a low standard of happiness, you know? I feel like so many people think that they just need to survive mm -hmm. and I finally found something where I can enjoy life, you know? Like, as you said, no, no need to do mental gymnastics, you know? Mm. There, is, there is very, sometimes I need to pressure myself to write, and I, I want to find a way to do it without pressuring myself. Mm -hmm. I want to do it like out of the, the nature of my heart, mm -hmm. but never to go to a show, like mm -hmm. to actually perform. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. At what time is this? Like, mm -hmm. I, I love it. Even when there's nobody in the lineup that I want to listen to, mm -hmm. or even when, 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 uh, when I know everyone's jokes. Like if I have a lineup of people I've seen seven times already each, I'll still be hyped to see if they changed a little of their act, to, to just see them and talk to them. And uh, I don't know, it just feels supernatural. And comedians I don't see often, right? That's yeah, I, I think it's like um, a question we can ask ourselves is that um, if you like something, then if you are not getting paid, are you still going to do it? And I think for comedians, the answer is yes, but uh, for my job, I would definitely not do oh, it okay. if I'm not getting paid and uh, I'm still not doing it uh, when I'm getting paid, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's your professional work avoider. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah, but uh, for, for comedy, like I'm doing so much unpaid work, but uh, I just love it, I enjoy it. So back to your mental health, like uh, <laughs> over, over the years, like uh, did you get any like diagnosis, like what do you have or you should? No, I never did. I never did and, and uh, sometimes I feel guilty when I say that I was depressed because mm -hmm. I never was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But I, I felt like it. Like I felt like I was fucked. So I don't know. I feel like this... Were you suicidal? I thought about it many times and I, <laughs> I brought a knife to my room once and stared at it for a whole day uh -huh. and nobody noticed and mm. then I just put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's as close as I got mm -hmm. and I remember thinking yeah like my mom would be sad I mm -hmm. can't do this like just 
I I've told my mom this story. I've told her like, yeah, you if if you weren't so nice, I would be dead. And I think yeah. it's pretty true because I I didn't like myself. I didn't have any friends who liked me. So did did you have other source of joy uh, growing up uh, like uh... <laughs> watching comedy uh-huh. and uh, and that's it. Yeah. Did you try any other types of uh, creative outlet? Improv, uh, I did for a bit, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I really always wanted to do music, but the fear of failure stopped me from doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and right now I also want to try it, but I'm so mm-hmm. focused on comedy. So maybe when I quit the job, like when I do comedy full time, you I'll... you don't have a job yet. I, I have an internship that I do. I work forty oh. hours a week. So. Oh, okay, that's. Uh, I I mean, uh, you you were talking about finding uh, like a real job, like a high paid job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's. You are, I'm like you are still an intern. You are thinking about quitting your job already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, as soon as I can do comedy full time, that's mm. the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And and then I won't have to. You know, I will have free time for other stuff, but right now, basically, all the free time that I have is for comedy, or mm-hmm. most of it. Yeah, yeah, most of it at least is for comedy. So I, I can't be like, I'm also gonna learn guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I could do like an hour a week or some bullshit like that, but that I, I doesn't work. Yeah, I, I prefer to postpone it a little bit at least. Uh, but yeah, uh, I didn't really do too much cre. I started doing poetry when I was like mm-hmm. 16 or something because I, I had a crush on this uh, musician girl and she also wrote poems and they were really good. Mm-hmm. So I started getting into poetry for that, for that reason and that, that was actually really helpful when I was feeling like shit. Uh, but that's it. I really like, I don't know, the, the fear of failure always held me back because with a lot of art, you have to be shit. To be mm-hmm. good, you know. There's a book uh, called the uh, uh, the artist way. Have yeah. you heard about it? You recommended it to me already, and I, it's in my list. Yeah. It's it's really good. Like uh, um, like uh, for example, like uh, now I'm organizing the Berlin Mental Health Festival. Uh, why are doing it? Uh, more and more clear to me is that uh, I really have to overcome my um my perfectionism, like. Um, um, because I realized uh, by while doing it, I get so stressed to do so many things perfect, and it delayed me to actually doing things. Yeah, exactly. but um, uh, it's better to have it done than not doing it. Exactly. And, uh, um, in order to be great, you have to be imperfect. You have to. A practice you have to have the uh, the how do you say the process yeah. but if you think about perfection being perfect then you will be too scared to actually practice and uh, it's it's a daily struggle and um, but I think I'm getting much much better uh, than before I, I, I it's the same for me I today I had the I worked out before coming here but before I had a little bit of free time and I was like, okay, I have one hour to write. But then it's like, oh, you have to write something really good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'll finish this episode or whatever of what I was watching and then I'll write. And then I'm like, 30 minutes. I only have 30 minutes to write. Is that enough to even write one decent joke? And, and you start to be like, like if you don't do it if you're not like in a way i really it's easier for me to work six hours on on writing like on a saturday than to do 30 minutes every day because 30 minutes every day i feel like i'm gonna fuck it up like i feel like i'm gonna have this incomplete sensation and then i prefer to just kick it off and then on the saturday i'm like okay six hours then i will know that I can do it perfect. But in reality, it's, it's just mental g- gymnastics and, and it's kind of dumb, you know? But, but you understand the like, writing process, you cannot write like you can, but uh, most likely if you need to write uh, like a field of conscious test first and then you revisit it, then you craft it, you make it in jokes. But uh, sitting there directly wanting 
wanting to write jokes is um, irrealistic and um, gives yourself lots of unnecessary uh, stress. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's stupid. It's I, I know how dumb it is. Do you meditate? I'm trying to again, like last two weeks I started to do it, uh, to do it again 15 minutes mm-hmm. every day, but I still also overthink meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's good, but I don't know. It's also, I have some back problems. Mm-hmm. So I, I like do it laying down. Aren't you a baby? Why you have back problems? Because I'm I'm horrible like that. Money. I'm 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 a weak human being. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But I have a, a like b- lower back pain, and uh, I've read some studies that it's actually ha- gonna happen to most people just because of the desk lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's it's easier for me to lay down when I meditate. But then my mind is like, Bruno, you're such a bitch. Why are you not sitting down like a proper meditating person? And then I criticize myself for that. I mean, I'm still doing it. And I think I'll get over it at some point. Uh, ha- have you read books about uh, how to deal with your inner inner voice? Because it sounds like you, you have lots of in, inner voice going on. I've, I've talked to my psychologist about it, to my mm-hmm. therapist. I've never read books on it, mm-hmm. though. I've, I'm... My inner voice tells me to read more productive books. <laughs> yeah, be, because like uh, you need to learn ways of uh, communicating with your inner voice. Because now it sounds like uh, uh, your inner voice are uh, giving you lots of shit, and you are just taking it, taking all the shit, and not uh, like dealing with it, and not like uh, uh, calm it down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. There are lots of techniques. Like if you recommend a book, I'll read it for sure. Simple type best books dealing with inner voice. Then you'll see a list and then copy paste everything to good reads to see the which one has the most best rating reviews. and the highest rating, then buy it. Okay, perfect. Anyway, so uh, you said you did the therapy for the most of your life what type of therapy were you doing just regular talking to a psychologist okay so you were doing psychoanalysis i guess so that's probably why it didn't work for you like it sounds like you didn't learn anything from it i feel like i've learned a lot though i feel like i'm a very self-aware person of my Uh mistakes at least that's step step number one i did they teach you any tools not really, not really. It was more about uh, helping me explore and understand mm. what was going on. And I think I'm, mm-hmm. I've got them pretty decent at that. Like I, I analyze myself really easily. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know why I'm fucking up. And in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. I correct it. But in m- many others, I don't. You know, know. I think the, that's the issue of second analysis. Like they analyze so much, but they don't teach you tools. Like, it's like, I know those shit, but I don't know how to deal with it. Like, uh, yeah. um, I, I think that's not so constructive. Um, I really recommend you to go check some tools because, uh, like, uh, I, I can see that you have issues. You know you have issues, but uh, you don't know how to deal with it. Like, uh, for all the, like, uh, inner voice and uh, this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. agree with you and I yeah. for sure want to learn yeah. some tools. But at the same time, I'm of the of the mind that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with a lot of things. Like I'm, I'm uh, dealing is more about action than like too many tools can also distance you from the fact that it's just your life, you know, and 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 it should be kept in the big picture somehow. I, I, I think. Like, I think he, he, you sound like just like reject something you don't even know. No, no, no. Like, I, I like. Like for example, like I, I didn't know I have ADD until maybe like two months ago. And because I didn't know I have it, so I never learned tools about it. And since I know it, I start to look for tools and I adopt a few techniques. And uh, since then, like, the last two months is the most productive period of my life. I never feel I'm so on top of everything. And I feel I finally live up to my potentials. And I 
have so much control over myself, my action and my emotions, uh, and uh, I'm so much more stable than before. Okay. Um, I had a breakup last week, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's the most serious relationship I ever had. We are together for three years, and uh, uh, when it happened, I was like really, really shocked, but. Uh, I stabilized myself like really, really fast. I'm really, really impressed by myself. That's and uh, without all the tools I learned, it, uh, there's no chance I behave like this. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I, I guess I'm maybe I am rejecting the tools without, mm. without thinking about it too mm. much. I would say that I have gravitated towards a lot of tools naturally, mm. just mm. like meditating every morning trying to set up a consistent routine mm -hmm. at some point in my day, which for me is mornings. I like to journal yeah, that's what we and do. meditate and stretch. Actually, I really like stretching because apparently it helps a lot with blood flow and, and things like that. And it also makes me feel like I'm taking care of my body even if I don't get a real workout in like later in the day. Mm -hmm. It's just like keeping some mobility, some some decency to your, to your body, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, maybe more tools would be good. The way the, I don't think it's more tool. It's the tools the right really tools. work for you. Okay. Yeah, that could be the thing is, and maybe this is just a, a bias, but I've seen too many people that that are just over analyzing themselves and and collecting tools basically, mm -hmm. and they think they are they have really great mental health because of that. And I'm like, you like, you don't. I don't know, you don't seem like you do, you know? Like, <laughs> like, do like, I, oh, says Bruno. I don't want to be a dick, but like, if you keep... When, when you say, I don't want to be a dick, you are going to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. I, Just like, I, I, I don't want to say any... I don't want to be rude, race, you are yeah, going yeah. to be rude. I mean, the thing is, like, if you... If, like... In the end, these tools are just tools for life, right? And psychology and, and all of this is just... A means to live a better life so I try to focus on living a better life you know and I, I, I try to understand why I'm fucking up you know and then I try to put it into action as you said maybe my putting into action part would be a lot better if I had the right tools but my wariness maybe comes from the 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 collectors the tool collectors you know? and the tool uh, not only I mean about how you do things but also how to talk with yourself and manage the like uh, different thoughts and recognizing what 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 what's happening in your brain and how to uh, how to say uh, negotiate with your own thoughts and yeah. uh, to make peace with yourself. They are also tools. Like they are not physical tools. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, I get you. I yeah. get you. Like techniques and, and yeah, 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 yeah. I I think yeah that. Personally, I could be very wrong until I, I get more informed. But right now, I think that the diagnostic part, I have it down. Like, I know that I'm fucking up even while I'm fucking up. I just, yeah, don't. Sometimes I don't, don't actually know how to stop myself from fucking up. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, damn. Every, everyone, everyone is a work in progress. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm really happy with my progress, and that's right now what I'm trying to focus on. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've had the the not yeah the last couple of weeks I guess I haven't had great shows doing comedy. They haven't been bad, but they haven't been great, and uh, or they they haven't even been as good as I would have wanted them to be, and uh, and it pissed me off right because I started off well I improved decently fast at the beginning and then as soon as i hit a, a like a, a lower point i was like what the fuck you know you know you see they are tools can deal with exactly your, and, your... and what i'm doing right yeah. now is reminding myself yeah. of all the things that i've done so far that i'm proud of and i'm like bruno you started your own mic like you've been running it for a month now mm -hmm. it, it's increasingly getting better mm -hmm. uh, Bruno, you, you've like, you haven't stopped, mm -hmm. you know, just not stopping is something I'm really grateful for mm -hmm. because I've struggled with consistency with other things in my life and with comedy, it's not, 
-hmm. Like it's not been a struggle. Sometimes the writing part, but like going and showing up to mics nonstop. Like, eh. so I'm trying to remind myself of that. Those might be tools, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any, anything that helps. My only problem with, with these things is right now I want to read comedy books. I'm, I'm reading some like philosophy-ish books that I'm really interested in. And then adding another category would be like, damn. I don't know, maybe I'm typical, right? You perfectionist, you're like, you can't just read one book about tools dealing with inner voices. You feel like you have to read 30 and maybe <laughs> that's just make it, makes it worse at the beginning. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm, I'm going in the right direction mm -hmm. and I think I'm like starting up therapy. I just started back like two weeks ago. Cool. And that's that's something I'm happy with. Uh, maybe I'll ask my psychologist about about some tools. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll cross cross reference your your technique with him. You know, I'll send, <laughs> I'll send him the list and yeah. be like, which ones are your favorite, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm. I feel like I'm not there yet. Like I'm not at a point where I feel like I'm reaching my full potential. I'm not at a point where I feel like I'm... You are only 24. Yeah, exactly. I'm only... Like uh, you want to die yeah. in, when you are 30 or something? Like no, 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 exactly. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with where I'm at. And I'm, I know I can get happier. And I want, I want to trend in that direction. But I also think one of the steps to be happier is to be more satisfied. You know, mm -hmm. one of my biggest problems is that I pressure myself to improve too much too fast you know and uh and that's in, uh, unreasonable and and unnecessary like mm. i'm 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 fucking i'm a comedian mm. <laughs> i'm 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 happy i'm i'm really like satisfied and i'm i'm trying to do it more but i th i think i don't know it's it's already hard enough right it's it's mm -hmm. already like you're never gonna be a completely functional human being no matter how hard you try so might as well be grateful with your your progress and might as well be grateful with with your your trends your your direction you know i mean i went from from a person who didn't like the, like three years ago before i started doing martial arts i had never had a passion in my whole life mm -hmm. I started martial arts, I had a passion. Fuck, I really like this, I want to do it often. Mm. Then I, I realized I couldn't do that for a living and also I probably didn't like it enough to do it for a living. A lot, but not enough to do it for a living. And then I found comedy, I looked and I found it. And then in the last, and that, that's been what, a year and a half journey. And then in the last couple of months, I've actually done it and I've actually committed to it. And I, I've, I've, told myself and I've acted like uh, like a comedian. I would say mm. I I would say I'm these two and a half months that I've been doing it, I've been consistent and I'm 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 proud of myself, you know, I'm I'm I can be better. I, I want mm. to be better, but I'm I'm fucking I don't know, I'm I'm trending in the right direction. You know, mm. I, I went I went from a I, I used to I, I used to joke with my friends that uh, that uh, dating me is like buying Apple stock in the 80s mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm only getting better, you know? And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I went from, a, from a, a kid that wanted to kill himself at eight years old to at 12 having a friend to at uh, 15 knowing how to interact to, I don't know, losing weight and, and, uh, and being healthier overall. Mm -hmm. Now, like, in, like from surviving to actually enjoying my day to day. So I'm, I don't know. I think something that, that we, we like everyone struggles with is appreciating what, what they're doing. Now you know? when you wake up, do you feel happy? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, 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 I can feel stressed sometimes. I can feel ner nervous about some parts of my day, but, uh, but I, I, I try to slap myself in the face and be like, Bruno, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Don't be a bitch, you know? Mm -hmm. you, you have this great life, you have all of these things and, and uh, 
And it's, it's, I, I still need to remind myself. I, I, I hope I get to a point where it's the default. But, but I, I do remind myself and I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a great relationship. I, I have fucking, I have comedy. I have a job that, that, that I'm not passionate about. And I, as you said, I probably wouldn't do it if I wasn't getting paid. But within, within what it is, it's a pretty nice job that, that allows me to do comedy. And things are, are looking pretty, pretty okay, you know, <laughs> if not great. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's about exercising gratefulness, right? Mm-hmm. It's about like taking the time to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just fuck. We're doing so well, money. Like mm-hmm. even when we're not, we are, you know, like there's too many good things in life to complain. And there's too many opportunities as well, right? Like you are ranting. I'm ranting. Okay, sorry, sorry, like, sorry. Let's uh, go to the uh, last question. So what's your favorite comedy special? Fuck. I really liked uh, the last one from Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched it already. Stick and Stones? No, no, no. He released one like three days ago. Oh, days. where is it? In, on Netflix. It's called Fuck. The Closer. It's okay, so okay. Good. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Time to watch comedy. Uh, but other than that, uh, I would say uh, Tom Segura's Ball Hog. Okay. is a fucking masterpiece okay okay uh, cool do i need to say why or? Uh, i i don't i'm not interested anymore i want to watch comedy now. okay uh, okay <laughs> Just ball hog you have to watch it you probably watched it already watch ball hog it's okay so cool dear audience uh, i hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, it's time for some netflix good night <laughs>